look, welcome to the Front Porch Theology Podcast. It's just me, Jeremy. Now, it's not supposed to just be me. I'm supposed to have a, a partner in crime today. I'm supposed to have my friend Will here. I say my friend, my, my, my work friend. We're supposed to do a podcast today on uh, the relation, what, what the relationships of pastors should be. It's a question that we get a lot, right? So if, if you are pastors together, how should you relate to one another? Um, should you be, do you have to be best friends? And what degree of trust do you have to have with one another? Well, we had a planned podcast. And guess what? I'm all alone. So that may taint what I have to say a little bit. That may, um, you know, the, I feel like the water is a bit, a bit poisoned right now as I'm sitting here in this dark place by myself. And when I say by myself, I mean me and Baker. <laughs> but it's a good question, which is, what, how should pastors interact with one another? What level of trust uh, should there be? And um, it's a tough one because honestly, and I'm, I'm curious what Will will say if he ever gets here, um, which is, uh, you know, before you join, before a pastor joins other pastors or joins a church, um, the the relationships uh, have to be right. There's a chemistry, right, that exists, and it has to be a good fit. Something Will and I have talked about in the past is people are, um, have have wanted to pastor, not just to be a pastor to a church, but specifically New Heights, is not only are they qualified, but you know, is it a good fit for here? If not, maybe we can find them another church to pastor. But if they're going to pastor here at New Heights, right, there needs to be a, they there it should be a good fit. Um, oh, wait a minute. Look, look who decided to show up. After we waited and waited and waited, so all right, here's my You're you know on. yeah we're recording we had a we had a time to record and you left me hanging come I have something I need to talk to Baker about all right so we have to we have to pause because Will needs to talk to Baker we'll be right back please hold for a very important message. are busy at this time. Please hold. Well, hello. Look who decided to show up to the party. Hey, sorry. I was getting my mic adjusted. Oh, were you, that's what you were doing. You weren't in the room. You weren't getting your mic no, adjusted. No, I was saying just in that minute right there, or those beginning seconds, you may have heard you know, some squeaky... You know, All right. Things. Well, I already told well, everyone... I was moving this arm on my microphone. I already told everyone what we're talking about. We're talking about how... Oh, there we go. Brought to you by Dr. Perky. Dr. Pepper. <laughs> um, about how should pastors, how should pastors relate to one another? Do you have, if you're going to pastor with another person, do you have to be friends? Do you have to, what level of trust should you have? What should be the dynamic between a pastoral team? Well, um, where's Heather? Heather, the host. Did you address oh, this already? Did she, you talk about she's not here? I didn't. She's the lady that's normally here. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, and I was out working, and you were just in here <laughs> trying to start a podcast without no, me. I was doing other no, stuff. No, no, you weren't. I'm. 
right. Yeah, I was just so Heather, behind on everything. Heather is. Um, she is. If I if I remember correctly, she was uh, had gotten some winnings from one of her scratch offs, and I think she won like seventy five bucks. She was. Hmm. I think she was going to do something big. I thought she was on her baby moon. A ba- what's a baby moon? What is that? It's where it was vacation you go on when you're pregnant. <laughs> I don't know. Heather, I want you to know that was Will. That was that was him. I had nothing to do with that. Well, I just that's just what her cousin told me. That's what yeah, her cousin. Heather's, Heather's family is my favorite. They are my favorite family that I don't want to be a part of. I want to be around them. I want to be around them, but yeah. not a part of them. Yeah. I just want to observe them. Almost like a scientist. <laughs> like like a distant researcher. Like you like that someone doesn't get actually involved. I feel them. like it would be like me, like I would discover I, I feel like I'd be as foreign as like finding some tribe in the rainforest. That would feel like that, Yeah, that's what it's it'd like. be a language barrier, yeah, right. cultural differences. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think you and me hanging out with Heather's family would be amazing. Oh, Please. Next time she has a family reunion, we gotta go. All right, so yeah, Heather's not here. She is off uh, doing whatever Heather does. Right. So since it's you and me, we're talking about friendships, pastoring. Oh, I thought it was friendship. Well, I mean, it could be. It depends. Do pastors have to be friends? Well, we're friends. <coughs> we are. We are friends of sorts. So you call us work friends? Oh, we're work friends. What does that mean? That means we're friendly at work. So we work together, and the, okay. So were we friends before work? No. Bingo, bingo, bongo. No, that's that's immaterial. So just because work is what brought us together doesn't make it um, a, right. a non-justifiable common thread of friendship. Have you ever had me over to your house? Yes. On what occasions? Uh, work occasions. Well. You could say well, okay. I can I can number them. Well, it's it's not fair because you you can say work occasions or church occasions. Have I ever had you to my house? Uh, no, actually, that that's false. One time, one time, one time. I was not work for me because I was on staff. It was work for you because you were pastoring. <laughs> it was, so it yeah. was work for you. It was not work for me. Yeah. Um. I I was asking just to kind of paint this. Here I am, this young gun. I'm like, oh, they're well. older than me. <laughs> like, well, uh, like, tell me what it's like to be a pastor. And I'm asking him questions because I'm thinking about joining this church. So I'm like, tell me everything you know, Will. And, he, you know, he says to me, he looks at me, and he takes the cigarette. I love that you're thinking about joining our church. You're he, like, tell me what it's like to be a pastor. Tell me what it's like to be a pastor. It's and like, to be a new I'm coming for your job. Yeah, right. So, no, he takes the cigarette out of his mouth, which, by the way, we don't even allow smoking in our house. And he blows I do what it, I want. <laughs> he blows it across the table, and he says, Gosh, this feels like an interview. <laughs> and he starts smoking again. No, tell everyone listening. Is that is that a true statement? Didn't you say that? I did say that. I didn't have a cigarette. It was a cigar. A vape or a cigar. Yeah. So, yeah, you did say that. No, I so, wasn't smoking. So I, I had you over, and it was work for you, which I didn't take personally. I understood. Um, but, but I would say this. If we're work friends, because I've only been to your house on work occasions. Right, but like... Okay. When, when do so we hang out outside so of work? If, if I if I have you come over and it's not work, what what does that mean? It, it's just there's no work agenda. We're not doing the fact that like, you have to ask that proves my church point. Stuff. The, the, you know, it's like I don't even know what I would do with you if we were at the house. <laughs> We'd sit in my hot tub and stare at each other. I think that sounds nice. You're welcome to come over anytime. <laughs> if I did, we would talk about work. But but here's the reason I ha- I don't invite you over for that. I know you won't come. That's not true. 
Yeah, it is because I know you because I know who you are and your personality. Like, if I said, "Hey, why don't you come over um, and hang out at the hot tub with me?" You'd be like, "What for? <laughs> what we got to talk about? What 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 do you yeah. want to? Why don't you just ask me right now? If well, you got to ask me something, like you would think there's like some agenda, <laughs> and you'd be like, ah, and then if no no agenda, I'm just hanging out. Listen, this is this you'd is like, a ch- I probably won't come. This is a chicken and egg sort of thing because. The, you you could say I might say that, but if you asked me, it was because there is an agenda. No, of course, that, yes. That, okay, anyways, but do you have to be besties with? No, your, you don't have to be besties. You don't have to be besties. No, I think I I think I would say to like pastor alongside somebody. Mm-hmm. I think I think friendship is is man. Would I say it's necessary? This is this is tough. I think I think. I think I would say yes. Um, I I would have a really hard time pastoring someone that I, I wasn't able to be friends with. <laughs> no, I. So yeah, so this is I would say it's, but see, you can. But are you friends with everybody that you pastor? No, no, right? No. There's a difference between, the, like, okay, I don't have to be friends with everyone I pastor, but there should be a level of friendship with those who I pastor with. Yeah. But where in scripture that's not like a prerequisite of any sorts. Where do we do we see anything at all pointing to that? Um No, not really. Um that's why that's why I think I'm so shaky on it. I was like, eh, I don't know if you have to be I think it's I think the reason I would prefer the friendship to be there is more pragmatic. Like I just think it'd be hard to work with someone so, that you're not at least like friendly acquaintances with. Before you got here, I talked about one of the things that we've t- talked a lot about is when someone wanted the pastor here. First off, do they do they meet the biblical prerequisites? Sure, right. And also, do they fit within the chemistry of the team? Mm-hmm. Like that's something we've had to tell people: you should pastor, just not here. Which is pragmatic, right? It I mean, totally there's there's not a verse that says like you have to fit in the chemistry of the elder board at this church to be right. an elder. Um, so, but but I honestly I feel like the bar is not like super high. It's not like you have to like D and D to be on the elder team. Yeah. It's true, obviously. <laughs> um, but so, but it is. It does mean, and we can talk about maybe what it means. I'm. I don't know. I mean, this would be. We're just be shooting from the hip because I hadn't hadn't really thought about what characteristics of personality makes, you know, would would be is good for our team. But I, I definitely think chemistry is important. Though I don't think scripture shows it. It says that. I think it's. I, I think it's a pragmatic thing. It's not a. It's not a must. But it's a it's a really it's a plus it's a plus yeah. not a must but a plus yeah it's it a really it's definitely is. a plus you can help it yeah so I I think um yeah I think the friendship uh, among pastors is vital because because I think it, it harbors and it fosters joy in the work that you do together yeah. um and and that's because if if you don't have friendship what could happen here's the potential danger is on a team of pastors in a local church. It, like, could you imagine if you like loathed going to meet with the elders? Maybe you do. Mm. <laughs> Listen, we we have we have seen like right, spending time with the pastors gotten, is bad, right? Well, when you don't like someone, you assume the worst in them. So yeah, that's and we I think we've seen that. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one time I won't mention what church it was, but it was four elders. And an elder candidate. Actually, the one may he was an elder too at the time. So five elders, and one said that he wanted to remain an elder. He just didn't trust. He didn't trust the rest of them. Yeah, right. And 
you know, there was a little bit of laughter because it was like you you can't pastor with someone you don't trust. Right. Because because there's a co there's a co pastoring too, right? We we're pastors of one another. Right. And just like I would tell someone who was a member, you can't say it don't say it at a church where you don't trust their pastors. Like I, I don't know how you co pastor with someone that you don't trust. Yeah, so that's even a even a higher level of uh, I think that's even yeah. beyond beyond friendship is is trust. So like you have to you have to trust like like you said, members even I think have to be able to trust their pastors. So what's really interesting is all of us have something in common with the other. Uh, like for example, I would say me and James, we both like at our church. Yeah. So like James and I have so, things in common. Give us give us the elder team because not everybody oh, yeah, yeah. So not everybody is it's from New Heights. Me, Jeremy. And then there's a guy named another guy named Jeremy. We call him Jabes or Jabies for long. For we have, long. We have <laughs> Patch for short. <laughs> it takes more time. I want to start introducing people by their <laughs> nickname and be like, "My name's Will or William for long." <laughs> if you prefer the long, you like to take up salutation. Time. <laughs> uh, we have we have Patrick and we have you. Pat for short. Yeah, Pat Patrick for, short. for long. Yeah. <laughs> um, so to you and I are on staff. That's right. Um, James and Patrick are volunteer. So James and I have a different relationship than me and Patrick. Yeah. And uh, so like James and I, it's very much over what entertains us. Like we're we're both we both like D and um, Nerds. I, truly, it is the nerdiest thing. He's the one who introduced it to me, and I love it. So like, there's that aspect of it. Patrick and I, we we're probably less close than me and James, but Patrick and I love like the like like murder mysteries and things of that nature. Nerds. That's not nerdy. That's kinda nerdy. <laughs> Liking true crime? Yeah. Man, well, man, I'm such a nerd, I don't even know what it means. I don't know. Or don't maybe know just nerdy. sadistic. Why would you like crime? Oh gosh. I love it. One time someone said, Isn't it weird that like you part of you would be disappointed if people stopped murdering one another? <laughs> Like, that's very weird. That is kind of weird. Yeah. That's very <laughs> I, just, weird. I don't have to think about it because I know it's not going to happen. All right. Um, yeah, it will one day. Yeah, one day it will. Yeah. So, so you and I, our common thread is... Work. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to get to me. Like, what's our common thread? It's work. Oh, okay. So, so okay. So, like, I've always said, and this is this is where it's, it gets interesting because you are just like my brother. Like, I mean, you don't look like my brother. Uh, your brother sounds awesome. I've never met him. He sounds like he per- sounds so much fun. There's a personality you have that is you all two would hate one another because you're so much alike. And so, but I get along with my brother, and so I think that's why I get along with you. Yeah. So I don't know if there's one thing. I, I think our sense of humors match pretty well. But other than that, like like everything, I always say we're pen and teller because not only do our physical features are the very different. <laughs> um, but but like interests like you you would yeah. be like Let, let's go fishing and chop something and and I would be like I'm okay with that I don't want to do that I I fish for a long time I don't want to fish anymore because you don't you don't do anything though. that's not true I read that's yeah like that's a weird hobby to me <laughs> I write I read uh, like I, that's that's what you do at school when you're a child yeah so like, like you've told me that some of the things that I do for fun is more work like I love listening. To like lectures or debates, like I'll listen to them in the shower. Like I love it. That's love it. so strange. Conspiracy me. theories. I love conspiracy theories. Oh All this gosh. is really weird. Yeah, it is. So what do you, what are hobbies you like? I like to fish and play poker. That's what, so that's and you and James. You and James are like poker buddies. Yeah, we both play poker. Yeah, so that's that's a big hobby and common interest that James and I have. Um, I like to 
smoke cigars and that's you and Jabe's sit in the hot tub. That's you and me. <laughs> Still waiting on you to come hang out. That could be our thing, Jeremy. But you're but you're not. resistant. I hope it's not. Um, and uh, yeah, ride a motorcycle. Yeah. So. so so there is a so it's really interesting because I think that each pastor, though the level of friendship looks is different, each relationship looks different. Uh, as as uh, and so I don't think there has to be. Right, I don't think you have to be best friends. I don't think I think there definitely has to be a level of trust, but at at a minimum, I mean, at a minimum, I would say work friends. Yeah, you can work friendly would, with this person. Yes, yes, you would have to be work friends. Yeah, um, or in in my mind, you would have to be. Yeah. Not not scripturally, but pragmatically. Yeah. Again, I, I yeah. When you think the worst of someone else, I don't know how you're gonna. So function. my wife, my wife has like some interesting theories about my friendships. Okay. Um, so my wife, the way she thinks of friendship is, is more like, um, kind of like soul connection, mm-hmm. is how I would describe it. So like she gets a friend, but she's super guarded. So just getting a friend in the first place is a big deal. And then when she gets a friend, they're, like, really close friends. And so she could, like, not talk to one of her friends for, like, a decade mm-hmm. and then still be friends with them. Um, but for me, I'm, like, I'm like kind of the opposite. Not not that if we don't, like, talk, I'm writing you off or don't care about you. But, like, for me, I, I view friendship more based on time. Um, yeah. So, like, for me, it's, like, who do you spend time with? And you spend t- – like, you, you – everyone can prioritize their time, right? To some extent, you're kind of held into – you know, your job or life situation or circumstance sure. or whatever, like you have to spend time with me because of work. What? Right. Yeah. But prove my point for me. Right. I know I am. But yeah. um but then like, yeah, who do you spend intentionally spend time with? That's that's your that's where your friendships yeah, so, are. Right. So I, this is where I would this is where I would say and I wouldn't say that these things are lesser than. So some people when when I say work friends, normally I'm making a jab. Like we're not real friends. Right. Yeah. But like you and James, your interest your interests lead you to hang out outside of the realm of work. Like when you all go to d- poker, yeah, which, you know, <laughs> gamble, yeah. Um, you, I'm assuming like you're not like, hey, let's talk about the church. Like you're, you're kind of. I mean, sometimes we do. Okay, sometimes. All yeah. Right. Um, but like you, right? You and I, we do hang out a lot and talk a lot um, throughout the week. But like you think about how much someone works, like that's a lot of time. Yeah, and I, I just, I don't think we should devalue those friendships in the I, workplace. Right there with you. And, but I I've feel never like, devalued them by calling them work friends. Yes, you have. <laughs> no, it's not. Like you, you make it seem your insinuation is that it's not sincere because it's just predicated <laughs> by your your job description. I have. This is a free to work place. I am free to work here, and I have chosen to work here. If you're not friends with, with your you. coworkers. You can quit. Yeah, you can right. hit the road, Go somewhere Jack. else. Yeah. Um, well, okay. so my wife, my wife's argument would be like, well, you're not really friends because. You're just you're spending time with them because because you work with them. But I'm like, no, I spend time with them. And I, if I enjoy that time, that's how I measure it. It's like now, if how I she measure it? if I enjoy that time, then then we're friends. <laughs> how she enjoy it or uh, measure it? Uh, I don't I don't even know how she picks her friends. It's like I, f- I feel like it's just like predestined in <laughs> in uh, in the Lord's sovereign will. She, that's interesting. I mean, I mean, she's got like a few really close friends. Right. She's um, that s- circle. Yeah, and I've, and I've got, like, a million, like, acquaintances. 
Yeah, so you were definitely the guy. That- like I'd say, Amanda's my best friend. Right. Like, that's that's just like, so there. I don't have like friends that I'm like confiding a lot in. Right. Like I just think like my my wife is that for me. Sure. Um, and, and Amanda says I'm broken for that. Really? Yeah. See, I don't I don't feel the need to confide. Like, if I I mean, if there's something I need to talk to like a pastor about, I would talk to you or to James or Patrick. Right. Would you do that because we're your pastors or because we're your friends? Man, I don't know. That's a blurry line. I don't know. Maybe I mean maybe. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so this is this is actually a great question. I wanted to spend some time on because I'm you, trying to think. When you brought Phil, up the topic, Phil was a friend of mine. Philbert, you know Philbert. Philbert, yeah, I love Philbert. He's he's actually one of my good friends. So I he's he's one of my closest friends. As he's as one of my is, closest friends. As is James. Um, and I would, but would I? I'm trying to think. If you I probably was, only hang out with Philbert because he's a member of your church. I actually told him, and this is the highest compliment. <laughs> if he ever left. I'd still want to hang out. Really? Yeah. And he would say, we never hang out. I'd be probably be like, we don't hang out. I call you and you never answer. But I look at it and want to answer. He's calling you right now. <laughs> I see his face is. popping up on your phone there. <laughs> All right, go ahead. What, what would you, what would you I, I was just going to – I think it would be interesting to talk a little bit about the blurry line you talked about. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of my life is that blurry line. Is this a safe space? It's not. Nope. It's literally not. <laughs> it's being recorded, put out on the internet. Like, Wait, so, okay, let me be a little bit vulnerable here. So, I, I've I find a lot of like tension and difficulty in the blurred line of like joyful friendship in the church, and then what's considered work in the church. And a lot of situations are both. Mm-hmm. They're they're joyful labor for me, and then and then sometimes it's just labor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and so like I. I, I kind of live in that tension sometimes where I think sometimes people are like, are we hanging out or like coming over for dinner or doing this because it's work because you're our pastor and it's like what you're supposed to do or are we friends and, and this and sometimes it's both and sometimes it's just work and um, and how to navigate that. It can it can get a little awkward sometimes. Um, Michael Meadows called me out on this one time in front of somebody that I was like, I was, I was out with somebody. We're yeah. playing Frisbee golf. Yeah. And he said, he said, Something about, uh, like you guy, were just there because yeah, because I had to work, work. But the guy had said something about like it's cool that you have a job where you can go do something like this. Yeah, and Michael goes, "No, he's working. You're like his job. Like you're working right now." And it felt super awkward. I was super right. That's the, that's the blurry line I'm talking about. Because, yeah. but like, couldn't it be both? Uh, that, yeah, totally. Could, I mean, couldn't that like, was both. Couldn't it be like a discipleship opportunity and you have fun while doing it? Yeah, and the person genuinely be a friend with you. Like right. it could be all those things. So there, were, there were times where, um, so Philbert asked me to come, like, check out this new game that he had. So I probably will go do that. That will not be work. That is and like a board game. No, it's like it's a, a Spider-Man game. game. Yeah, like a video game. He thinks Maddox would really like it. Yeah, it's on uh, the PS4 or five, whatever the new Love PS that is. One. Yeah. yeah. Um. So he was like, "Yeah, your son would really like it. You should come over and play it." Now, like, to me, that wouldn't be work. Um. And and I don't know what defines that other than like I mean I mean obviously I mean I'm going over there my son like he's a part of our church but I there's no like I already I'm, I'm close to Phil like there's no necessarily pastoring that's happening mm-hmm. discipleship is just a Christian thing like that's right. like yeah so like if there's discipleship that happens that's just natural something the Holy Spirit's doing by two people being yeah it's together. not like you're paid just to make disciples like right. it, like you're I mean you're supposed to do that anyway it, it's honestly the way I look at it is if I didn't have my job would I do this. And if I if the answer is no, well then I know that 
it can still be a it can still be a laboring a, a laboring end of joy or I, I like to do this, but maybe I wouldn't choose to do this if I wasn't in this position. So what happens to me is a lot is um is the the relationship wouldn't exist if it weren't for the church. Yeah, like I, I know people because of the church. And then like and then we hang out and do stuff together. But it's like I would not have known you if it weren't for the church. Mm-hmm. Like we probably just never would have met. So I've told people before, um, when that uh, in fact the the famous line of you're the reason New Heights sucks. Well, you are the reason it New is. Heights sucks. It is. Somebody somebody told you that one time. It is. I've never resonated more with a <laughs> with a statement. So because you are the reason I the made, New Heights sucks. The part of that came because I said to listen, I'm not he said I didn't say hi to him well enough. And I said, look, I'm not. I'm when you jo- if you join this church and you need to know up front, this doesn't mean I'm your friend. You're asking me to be your pastor. Yeah. And sometimes pastors can be your friends. Sometimes they're just your pastors. So what would you say to someone that would say like, Jeremy, that's harsh? I would I would say you have an unrealistic view of what a, a pastor can't be everyone's best friend or best buddy. And and I would define friend very differently than some people do. Right. So maybe that's what's lacking in this is what what is a friend. Uh, yeah, so I, I think a friend is someone that you enjoy hanging out with, that you do out of not obligation, um, and someone that you can confide in. I would I would put all bundle all that together. Hmm. So I, there are people in the church who I will hang out with, but I would not confide in, and would not be as vulnerable in certain areas of my life. Yeah, um, some areas I am because I think it I think it's important, but there are some parts that I'll keep close to my chest. Yeah, because I'm. Uh, yeah, so it's not not necessarily not trying to hide something. That's not what I'm trying to say. But well, and then having a confidence in, to be able to confide in someone is different than actually just like yes. venting all the time or right. airing out all your emotions so, all the like, time. Think about if you go to, to a professional counselor. The professional counselor usually doesn't open up and tell you all their issues. Right, right. They don't start like first. If I have a friend who's sharing, I might be as equally vulnerable as the person I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a friend. Um, if it's not, it may be something. Maybe I'm, I want to like help them walk through something. Maybe give wisdom to. Maybe teach them. Um, you can teach people that aren't your friends. Uh, I taught students for years. They're not my friends. They're, mm-hmm. they're students. So it's a, it's just a different relationship. Now that doesn't mean you don't care for them. And I think some people get that blurred. Yeah, I was actually going to bring up that point. It's yeah. it's important to like you can you can not because because here's how I think of everything is like I just want to be friends with everybody. Yeah. But realistically I'm not because because right. like you said you enjoy spending time with them like mm-hmm. they're inevitably because of you know your interests are different or your personalities are different they're going to be people you don't enjoy spending time with as much but it doesn't mean you don't care for them right absolutely um, and it doesn't mean that you don't value you know them in the church or you know how they serve or um, what they what they contribute to the body and yeah. like and all those things and that's actually one of the things I have to guard against um, is is not just spending time with my friends in the church. Yeah. Um, like I think pastors right. need to be very intentional um, to spend time with people in the church who who aren't exactly like their personality type and sure. same interests and all that stuff. That's why I hang out with you so much. <laughs> at work. At work. Yeah. Yeah. At work only. So yeah, I, I would again. I come back to the. I think the student teacher thing is really easily more it's easily seen right no parent would say yeah i want you to be friends with my students yeah or with my kids to the teacher right right but they would want the teacher to care about their students mm-hmm. to care about their so like i, I want to yeah that that to to care is not the same thing as to be a friend those two things can you know they they don't have to co they don't have to coexist um 
But I would add, like, um, and I don't think this is the case at New Heights, so yeah. I want to I be careful, but I think this is important for us to think about. I think a lot of pastors um, live their lives in pastor churches with no friends. And they really feel that way. Listen, I've talked to a lot of pastors who said they feel very, they are so lonely. And they're and they're around people all the time. And and people think that they're their friends. Mm-hmm. Like, so they're, they're putting on, and I, I don't want to say an act, but there's partly where they're putting on an act because they want you to think that they're, they're your friends, but there's a part of them that, that doesn't believe they can be fully vulnerable and tell mm-hmm. you really what's right. on their mind. And so they feel so alone. So I do a lot of assessments and stuff with Acts 29, and uh, I talked to a pastor a while back um, and was assessing him and his marriage and their church and all these things and just kind of looking for health. And one of the things that we, we talk about is friendships. And um, so I started asking him about his friendships, and he's like, oh, my wife's my best friend, which I think is great. I think that that should be the case. Um, but he but he could, he struggled to name a friend beyond his wife and um and he actually got really emotional when we talked about that because um it was like the sobering realization that like he didn't have um godly friendships um which are good for his soul and he knew that but he but he just didn't have that um and 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 even like the flaw of thinking well i have to have someone outside the church to to be my friend like that's not healthy either um but but yeah, I think it, I think some of the blurriness of the lines we've been talking about, I think, make it difficult, and some pastors just kind of put up a guard, and then um, uh, unfortunately and sadly, they they go throughout their ministries without having any close friends. So okay, so okay, biblically speaking, I'm trying to think really hard of any sort of even shadow of of hey, this is this is how it ought to look. So obviously, scripture says that you need to be above reproach. Mm-hmm. Um, you not you uh, you can't be divisive as a pastor. You want to pull up? Uh, let's maybe let's look at scripture and see what what does scripture because I, I it is it is interesting to we see that the, a lot of the characteristics or excuse me a lot of the uh, uh, prerequisites have to do with our relationship with the Lord and then our discipline Above in reproach, the Christian life. Hus- husband of one wife, okay. sober minded, yeah, self controlled, respectable, hospitable. Let's talk about respectable. Okay, okay, so it. I'm trying to think if 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 someone is respectable, like I, I yeah. respect this individual. Um, means it means they're not like I think of when I think of respectable, I think of like people that are selfless, like yeah. like they're respectable because they're not just trying to get what they need only exclusively. So they are they're 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 virtuous people. They're right. people that mm-hmm. are that are. So okay, so even I look at that and say, even if you can't. Even if you're not best friends with someone you pastor with, or people in your church, uh, or the pastor of your church, do you look at them and say, "Okay, they're res- they're a respectable person"? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah, should yeah. be able to. Yeah. Hospitable is the next one, um, which which plays into just being friendly. Being friendly, well. yeah, being a friendly person. Um, Man, wait, wait, okay, we we've we've met other pastors who are not friendly people. Yeah, that are really really unfriendly. Don't name names. I'm not. I'm yeah. not. Um, yeah. Because maybe they're just not friendly to me. Maybe it's they don't like. Maybe they don't like. I'm. Yeah, maybe you're the problem. <laughs> So, but yeah, when you meet a if if so, if you're a pastor who people don't think is friendly and you think is cold or distant, right? That's that's not a that's not a good sign. By the way, I I would I just I'm trying to keep this these prerequisites is not only um, a prerequisite for me to be pastored by the people that hold these characteristics, but also for me to co-pastor with someone, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. I would need to respect them. I would need to right. find them as friendly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent. Um, 
Well, yeah, that that's a good yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's you don't want your friends to be violent. No, or your pastors. <laughs> uh, not quarrelsome. Uh, Wait, that's that's a big one. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. If you're getting in arguments, I mean, and and this is the sad road that a lot of churches go down is that, that they're the their elder boards, if if they have a biblical polity, or you know they're like churches. I, I think of churches that are run by like deacon boards, which is not biblical. But right. um, but a lot of times we hear about like deacon boards like fighting with each other yeah. and cussing each other out and so like I just think like man, how unhealthy when when churches get to that point where the leadership is quarrelsome with each other. It's yeah. like you're you're di- you're not in leadership anymore biblically. Yeah, if you're yeah. quarrelsome, you're out. That's yeah. that's just the way it is. Um, and then not a lover of money. Um, the quarrelsome so. thing is a is such a big to, to say. I not only am I not picking fights, but I'm striving not to make fights, like unnecessary fights, or step into step into fights that you're invited into. Right. Sometimes, like you're That's, invited to fight, and you just be like, "I'm going to choose to not fight this because I'm not quarrelsome." Yeah. Um, so it's, I, I it's think, not a fight worth fighting. I think I think obvi- I mean, scripture doesn't explicitly state that you should co-pastor with friends or you have to be BFFs. But it definitely gives characteristics of a man who should be pastoring, and that's someone who seems like someone I could be friends with if they if they have, if they meet those. I mean, if that BFFs. person exists somewhere, <laughs> not not BFFs with always, but someone right that I can respect, who I know is not going to be divisive, yeah, who's kind, um, right? Those that that's that's what you ought to look for, and hopefully, if you are in like mind of that, you can be friends with that person. Um, but I do think I do kind of, you've brought up the other side of it where, um, it's how important it is for, I think, pastors and for congregations to understand the relationship with their pastor, mm-hmm. that it's not always one of best friends, but it's one of and trust. Okay. Yeah. Like that's okay. And if you put a, if you put a, like as a, as a congregant, let me just speak to non-pastors listening as a congregant. I think if you go to either end of that spectrum, you put a lot of stress on your pastor. Yeah. If you try to make your pastor your best friend. Know that there's other people in the church doing that, and that stresses him out because there's a lot of people vying for that time. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, if you treat him like only a wise sage and you never, like you never do friendly things with him or invite him or anything, then you're you're transgressing equally on the other end of the spectrum. So That's like trying point. to find some happy middle ground, I think is the best way to honor pastors. A- asking, I'm so happy you said that. Asking every, someone to do something not only be stressful to him but to his family because there's an obligation that pastor's probably going to feel. Right. Like, I, sh- I don't want to, you know. Oh, like birthday parties? Like, how many times birthday parties happen <laughs> at New Heights? And it's like, oh, man, like, never mind whether I want to go or not, but, like, can I afford to buy this many birthday presents for kids, you right. know, fam- other families in our right. church that I actually love, but it's like, I just don't want to go to that many birthday parties, right? Yeah. And so it's like, how do you how do you lovingly say no? So, like, that's why I'm, that's the kind of stuff I'm getting at. Just show some grace there and know that. It's it's a little bit of an awkward dance in in the church for a pastor. All right, so we had some questions prepared because we talked about our Lightning relationship. Round. Yeah, um, our I'm relationship. For this. So, um, I here we go. Uh, I, I thought a long time about the questions I wanted to ask. You, you did not. No, All right. Um, we're, the first one was something. Okay, well, the first question. Something. Go ahead. I'll let you want to start. You you thought really long and hard about this. I don't want to. Okay, the theological question. Oh, is that what you want to do first? Yeah, let's do that okay, first. Okay, okay. What was your what was your hardest theological development that you hold to today, theological doctrine that you hold to be true that was the, the most difficult or strenuous to kind of research and come to uh, like a good understanding of? Mm. Like you're thinking like your systematic theology yeah. in your brain. All right, so there's two I have in mind. The first one was the one 
yeah, I, I kind of started believing it in my infanthood, though. Your the, infanthood? Like when you're a baby? No, no, no. Like a baby Christian. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and it would be that of of what of reformed um, soteriology. So, okay. yeah. So I, I think that this – but I think I, – well, the answer probably would have to go to uh, eschatology. I mean, if the the first one I mentioned that reformed sociology was one where I, I was I, I was most mad, and yeah. and then but it, it, I wouldn't say there was a lot of development. It was kind of like okay, there it is. Okay, yeah. Whereas, so I figured it would be one of those two: eschatology, soteriology, probably. or yeah. eschatology. Eschatology, probably. Interesting. Yeah. See, I, I think it'd be those two for me, but I'd I'd say soteriology yeah. because of the length of time. I f- I feel like I well, had you to grew study up in a it. free will. Baptist church yeah, that's too. True. I didn't have that yeah. baggage. There's a lot of deconstruction. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, do you believe beauty is objective? Um somewhat. Well, can you explain a little bit more? Uh I think I think um gosh. What what I mean is God when God yeah. does so, God say this is beautiful, therefore it's beautiful? Is there a so, standard abuse. So I think there is, and I definitely think there is in a non-physical sense. So like things that are beautiful, I think I think are things that are in line with God's values. So, um, so what I would mean by that would be like it is beautiful to see a a mother loving her child, or you know things like that are sure. beautiful. If you're just talking about physical attraction. Um, sunsets or yeah 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 that's that's what I'm getting at with that so that's why I was like yeah I think a little bit but I think just physical attraction like like what a man is attracted to like sexually or physically in a woman um, yeah I wouldn't say that that's objective I'd I'd say that's subjective beauties in the eye of the beholder I think I would agree with that especially on the physical attributes Hmm. that's convenient especially when you go around different different cultures (laughs) around the world and whatnot so yeah yeah, and time, and time. Yes. yes. So I always think it's interesting how what is attractive in the '80s is so different than what's attractive today. Yeah, and it changes. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I could talk way more about that, but that's that's for the that's a we need to get like explicit stated on the podcast for that because yeah, it gets interesting. It gets like the the psychology of all that stuff. Anyways, I'll, I'll start the next one. Okay. You have a weird obsession with Nelly. Can you explain? And, and also... Obsession is an unfair word. It, it, no, it's not. Do you... You bought his country album. Obsession would be like, I have like posters and like no, yarn lines might, and I'm might. like, you know, like stalking no, his that, moves. that doesn't mean... It. Like, you know all the songs. You, I don't. You, I don't, actually. So I don't do know you, all of his songs. So you... do you? I went to a concert. Did you ever want to be a rapper? I was a rapper, actually. <laughs> Can <Yeah>. you explain? <laughs> I love you know this about me, and you just like giggle yeah, as you like, bring it up on the podcast. Explain about how you were a rapper. So I was a youth pastor, and youth pastors are notorious for doing like cheesy, gimmicky Christian things. Uh-huh. And I was really into Christian rap, and that's actually how I learned a lot of theology. Um, was listening to Christian reformed rap, but um, but yeah, we started a band, and I didn't know how to play an instrument, so I learned to play bass, and then. Um, yeah, because I was listening to a lot of rap, we ended up putting some rap verses in some songs. So I wasn't like dropping rap albums, but did you, okay, I it, did, cause I, cause I can't sing. You gotta so. be open about this. Did, did you, 
Did you ever hope one day that you'd be like a professional rapper? <laughs> no. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. Come I, on. Because I'm a realist, and I knew that that was not going to happen ever. You, no, there was never probably there was, like, and there was never an aspiration to. So you never came up with like a rap name? No. Gosh, no. No. Little Will. No. I'm not Lil. <laughs> It'd be like, it'd be Big like, Will was already no, no, taken no, 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 by no. Will Smith. But it'd be like someone being like, "Have you? He is he, meet Tiny," and then this big guy comes out. It'd be like yeah. that I, ironic. Yeah. No, none of that was ever like like seriously. It was it was truly like a, a little gimmicky thing we did to try to reach the thing you did with Travis, reach kids. What was the band called? Sycamore. That was that wasn't gimmicky. No, I'm saying like the like the hard like rock and rap stuff we did. It was yeah. like it wasn't it wasn't like we thought it was like worship music. Was, we were just having fun. And what was the name of that band that tried to do this thing? That is what you are. It's a King Lincoln Park. That's what it was. I don't know how I knew it was Lincoln Park when you sound like South Park. You mix two parks together. South and Lincoln come so, together. Uh, so that isn't that that's we kind killed of what, Baker. He's like doubled over laughing. Isn't that, at that what you all did? You all kind of were like a Lincoln Park. It was yeah. That was, it, we attempted to kind of yeah thread that needle, but we were not not as good at it. So, I don't know. Yeah, Lincoln Park sucks. Um, all right. Uh, all right. I wanted to ask you this question. I saw it on TikTok. Um, how much would you sell your underwear for? That you're wearing right now, if you're wearing oh, underwear, right yeah, I'm not, I don't know that you're wearing underwear, so I don't want to. I am today. Just keep it private. So okay, so if I if I were to like someone ran in here and's like, I need a pair of underwear like that, and well, so like, what's this situation? Let's, let's say it's not because of need, because it can't be like someone's oh. homeless and they need underwear. So like someone's coming because then I would hope you would give them away free because you probably have other pairs. Yeah, I do. But it's let's say it's like kind of weird a little bit. So it's like this like, is like weirdo <laughs> guy, and he's like. He's like, hey, I want to buy your underwear. Like, and 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 he's like, I'm gonna give you like, what's the lowest amount you would take? Oh gosh. Okay. So at first, if someone was like, I want to buy your underwear, I'd like, be like, if he had a dollar bill, you're probably no. not gonna sell. Like, you're probably not gonna. No, I I'd be super righteous for a dollar. Go bill. in the bathroom and take them off, and yeah, but like, but like if he if he has like a fifty dollar bill. No. Okay. So okay. So let me let me clarify. I I would struggle if. If this was like the way you painted it, this is some sort of sexual thing that he wants. My I didn't say for. that. Well, you were like, oh, what? You said creepy. Yeah, I just I said he was creepy. I didn't say it was. He was saying anything sexual. Okay, if he was just like, okay, let's just paint it. You just name. don't know. You're just like, I just don't know. Yeah, you don't it know could, the guy. You could be like a weird artist who likes. Yeah, you don't know anything about him underwear. except except that you perceive that he's not like homeless and needs clothing. Um, hundred bucks. It'd take a hundred dollars. Yeah. Gosh, I'd do it for way less than a hundred. No, I would. I would, <laughs> I would do it for a hundred bucks. Okay. Because I don't. I mean, my my thing is, it could be weird. It could be weirder than art. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't ask. Right. Yeah. He's like hundred dollars for your underwear. Like, I think we we're all safe to assume we wouldn't want to know. We're like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Give me the hundred bucks. I'd sell mine for way less than a hundred, but I was just curious. Interesting. Okay. All right. Um. All right. Here we go. This is the personal one. Yeah, personal question. Have you ever come close to walking away from ministry? And if so, like, literally thought about it. And if so, when was it? Honestly, no. Really? Yeah. Wow, and I it, thought you would say yeah. No, I haven't. And, and I it, thought I could pinpoint when too. What's crazy is is I hear I hear stories about it a lot, especially from pastors. It's like it's not something that people talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but like in private conversations, like among pastors. 
I hear about it a lot. Yeah. Um, and I've never been at a point. I've been a, I've been a lot of points where I've been extremely frustrated with ministry. And I so like I've thought about how nice it would be to not be a pastor. There was a times at Lo, there was a time at Logan's where yeah. where I remember uh, a conversation. Listen, you you can be Augustine's Chapel. You can <laughs> yeah. yeah. I won't go into much of yeah. that, but like the uh, yeah, there was I I would thought. If there was ever a time, that would probably be one of the most tense, stressful times. Yeah. So, yeah, what you're referring to is when uh, when we were going from multi-site and yep. we, one of our sites was rolling off autonomous. It was extremely stressful. I was not happy about it. Um, but even even in that, which is probably like my most stressful time in ministry, like I, I didn't I didn't question that God wanted me to be a pastor. If that makes sense. Yeah. Some of this comes from like a deep ingrained redneck religion from Lincoln County. It's like once you're called to be a pastor, you're you're that. So like I don't hold to the belief that that pastors can't step out of the pastor pastoring role. I actually think there should be a lot of freedom for pastors to stop being pastors. Mm-hmm. It was mysticized like when I was growing up. Like right. once you're a pastor, you had to die a pastor. Right. And I don't think that's the case. Um, but at least in the time that I've been pastoring, ten years now at New Heights, I, I've I've not ever thought like I'm actually like I've never like actually ran a rabbit trail of like planning to resign or look for something else or anything like that. So N- never thought about res- just quitting. No, interesting. Not seriously. Okay. I've had days where I'm just like I've I've kind of daydreamed about like what if I would win the lottery? What I need to that? go buy some Marlboro Reds <laughs> and a scratch off. Maybe life will be better. But yeah. not like not seriously thought about it. No. Interesting. The only time I think I could say I thought about it was when we combined to one campus. Yeah. I think you would ask me. Yeah, we t- we had a conversation about yeah, it. Yeah, I had said to you that I don't know if I'll want to pastor. Not yeah. not because I don't love Milton. I didn't know if, 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 if so much had been given after that. I didn't know how it would feel. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, I don't know how this is going to work. Yeah, and I think that's a good good example, both of those instances of us being in times of stress where – pastoring together you have to you have to have some level of friendship yeah or it's good too because then you can actually talk honestly about those things sure all right last question all right what's your hobby your biggest hobby this is an easy one my biggest hobby well i don't know that i could tell you what your biggest hobby (laughs) is because they're all so obscure and no you don't ever come over to my house anyway i love i love writing stories that's That's the one you like if you could just do one hobby the rest of your life, you'd write stories. I, lo- I, lo- I love writing stories. Love it. You so, never tell me stories. So, <laughs> so I like writing. So I have stories that I write um, that no one will ever read. Uh, maybe one day. Well, I keep. That's not true. I keep them in journals. And one uh, one day, my somebody in my family will open up and be like, "Gosh, good thing you never published these." Weird. So you write stories that literally not another soul reads. Yeah. Stories I think are so fascinating. Well, uh, secondly, it's fascinating that you do this. Like, what is what? Why so, not share that with with the world? Well, I can, I'll get to that. I, okay. So was, I also like stories that are interactive. Like D, that's the reason. I, that's the. I don't actually play D and D. Like the I goosebumps. Like where you pick a page. What? You remember R. L. Stein yeah, 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 used to write the goosebumps, and like you choose what they do. You go no, to the corresponding page. No, no, no. It's it's more. I like I like interact like the D and D. The reason I do D and D is because I write these massively campaigns, long stories. They call them. Yeah, for, they the, do call them for our listeners that don't know Dungeons so and Dragons, I will come up with things. And Baker knows because he's played. I'll come up with aspects of the story that no one ever even knows. They'll never know um, backstories that because I I truly write like a small fantasy novel, 
and they get to jump into it, and I love it. It's just mm. it's so much fun. Um, and then finally, my board game, I, I write end up writing uh, murder mystery stories. So, so I your like your game. board game is so much fun. Like Thanks. that's your board game that you've made, um, Unsolved. Is Unsolved. What it's called. You can find it anywhere they sell Unsolved. Yeah, which is like Jeremy's <laughs> house. Um, but you can get in touch with Jeremy if you want to. If you want to plan a night with your friends to solve a mystery, Jeremy will come to your house in costume, <laughs> and he, and for a small fee. In well, it'll cost you a little more than his underwear, but yeah. for a small fee. Uh, you can you can pay for him to come and and lead you in this game, which is phenomenal, and it's pr- honestly probably the closest I'll ever get to playing Dungeons and Dragons. But it's it like is. it's like a more normal, as weird as it is, like slashing and killing people. Yeah. it's a more normal Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. So so that that is so I actually did a Dungeons and Dragons one time where they were solving a murder mystery. Hmm. So it was it was taking this fantasy realm. Uh, it's called the Murder of Bearthorn, and 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 it was yeah, it was it was uh, it was a murder mystery. We're now. about out of time. <laughs> On the podcast, that, that, the reason I don't let people read the other stories because they're super nerdy well, like that. No, 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 they're not. Bearthorn. So they are. They're very. Uh, no, they, it kind of combines. They're graphic. So a lot of my stories is they're what inappropriate. I like to do. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. V- very yes. Very inappropriate. Very graphic. The graphic novels. Are like it's the type of books where you see like some man with long blonde hair dipping yeah. a lady over in yeah. the water. Yeah. No. It's so. What I like to do is I like to write short stories, but like so there will be short stories that um, they interact. So you might read a perspective of a story over here, and in chapter let's say seven, you might see. You, you may not even know, hey, this is the same universe, so to speak. Hmm. Um, but we're in the same story, and it's building to something. So I like I like short stories that interact, that have a, a, a larger... Maybe the best way to explain it, as far as film is concerned, is like Sin City. Did you ever see that movie with no. Bruce Willis? No. It's a really good movie. Um, unless unless it's really inappropriate, because it's been years since I've seen it, and then I'm just kidding. Yeah. But but it's that, it's, that, it's that style. I love, I love it. But... One of the worst things, someone told me something. I wrote, a, I mean, dude, when I was in high school, I wrote a crazy amount. And someone one time saw it and they go, oh, that's just like the movie, blah, blah, blah. And to me, that was the worst insult. Um, and I'll never, ever, ever do it again. Well, okay, Fabio. Thank you for uh, sharing that with me. Yeah, well, you asked the question. Uh, I had to ask you a question. Uh. I didn't really want to know much about you, but I can tell you, you asked the uh, question, and then you're like playing poker with James on your phone. Yeah, I was yeah just, whatever. Uh, you told me to ask you questions, so <laughs> I was just trying to. You're my friend, all right. I was just trying to you appease you. You got to pick whatever question you wanted. You know what? This has been delightful, yeah, but we're right. out of time. Heather, come back. We need Heather back to rein us in. But thank you guys for listening to the podcast today. We're so glad that you listen. We don't understand why you do, but we're glad that you do. And uh, Heather's coming back real soon with the next episode. And uh, feel free to submit any questions you have. Uh, We'd be happy to kick them around and talk about them, theological in nature or silly. Uh, We'll talk about it, but we'll see you next time.